Welcome to the HOSA Speaks Healthcare podcast with host Jake Kelly. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to HOSA Speaks Healthcare. I'm your host, Jake Kelly, and today we're talking all about building healthy communities. Now, as we get into this podcast, I'd like you to keep in mind this quote from the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation, and it says, where we live shouldn't determine how long or how well we live. And like I said, I'd like you to keep that in mind as we go through this episode. So what exactly is healthy communities and a healthy community design? Essentially, a healthy community is designing a community with the healthy lifestyles of human beings and keeping those in mind. So, for example, adding bike paths or or bike lanes, adding walking paths, uh, placing buildings closer together to encourage walking or biking, all these designs of a community would be considered a healthy community design. Anything that we can do to, to better acclimate our citizens and our communities to a healthier lifestyle um, is exactly what we're trying to do with these healthy communities. And they really focus on mental well-being as well as physical well-being by increasing social interaction during walks, outdoor time, things like that. So essentially, if we give these residents of these communities better opportunities to get outside, whether that's walking to work, walking to the park, walking to school, uh, biking you know, to the park or something like that, we're increasing their interactions with their neighbors and, and people they, that they, they live around, right? And so that can increase our mental well-being by just increasing those social interactions. Because right now, if, you, you know, if you're not really in a healthy community, you know, quote-unquote, you wake up, you may go into your garage, and you immediately get in your car and you drive away without ever talking to anybody. And so you don't really get that same social interaction as people in these healthy communities do. And as we've seen in, in studies before, that, that social interaction is actually pretty important to our health. Uh, you know, it, it, it lends itself to putting us in a better frame of mind and, and helping out our mental health overall. So these social interactions actually have more of an effect on our health than we sometimes realize. So being in these communities where you can interact with these people just on your daily tasks and activities can actually really be beneficial to your health. Now, aside from this, this healthy community kind of framework and and mindset also kind of connects to One Health. And if you go back to our first episode um, of the podcast, you you know, you can learn more about One Health. But the way it does this is that healthy communities really look at environmental health as well. So if we if we Go back to that example I used earlier about you know increased walking paths or biking paths or something like that. We may see less cars in these communities, not because you know the the people don't have them; it's just they don't need to use them. Everything that they need to do is is close by to their homes, whether it's going to school, going to work, going to the grocery store, anything. It's right there together, so they don't really have a need to drive anywhere super far. So if we have that decrease in car usage, and again, this is just one example. We're actually going to decrease carbon emissions and noise pollution, which will both increase environmental and personal health uh, by lowering that carbon output, but also just getting rid of that noise pollution that, that can also be uh, pretty harmful to your health as well. Um, in, in, doing, in doing all that, we also decrease climate change contributions, which in turn helps global health. Uh, so it's really neat how these healthy communities, and if they're, if they're more widespread, can really connect to that One Health model that we talked about in our very first episode, meaning that everything that we do connects to our health, 
whether it's where we work, where we live, it can connect to our health. But again, going back to that kind of social and mental well-being, these, these healthy communities are often tighter knit. So people know who their neighbors are, you know, they, they may, you know, meet out in the park and just, just kind of hang out more and get to know each other. That tight, tight-knit community really increases that mental and social well-being, and that leads to overall better health, as we just previously mentioned. Now, besides this, you know, this connectivity to our, our, our environment and our neighbors and things like that, these healthy communities also focus on improving settings where we spend the most of our time. That, so that includes work, school, and home. And this is, this is kind of key, especially that, that school aspect. And you know, being, being a student-led organization, a lot of what we do is in schools. Healthy behaviors are learned. So if we can teach these behaviors to students at the you know, elementary, secondary level, we can really improve their health in the long run. So if we establish these healthy behaviors and healthy habits early on in their lives, in their education, down the road, they may see better health outcomes just because of those habits that they've already formed. So, and that again, just stems from living in these healthy communities, communities where no matter where they go, no matter where they look, things are designed to make them healthier. Um, you know, whether it's the food they eat in their school, it, you know, it's locally grown in their community garden or things like that, you know, um, making sure that their school isn't too far from home so they can get there safely if they choose to walk or something like that. Just improving this overall setting for these students and, and teaching them how to live healthier lives down the road is going to help them uh, in their health outcomes. And, you know, if, if, we, if we really focus on that, improving these students and these kids' outcomes, their kids and the next generations are going to be taught you know, the same sort of healthy habits that their parents learned through living in a healthy community. And who knows, by that time, hopefully, those healthy communities will be more widespread and, and they may live in one themselves. So, you know, we, we really need to think long term when we think of these healthy communities, because it's not just the current residents, it's also uh, future generations who are either going to move into these communities or, or live in a community down the road. And that's really what, what public health and, and healthcare in general should really be focusing on is these kind of future uh, environments for, for these people and, and creating a healthy environment for them to live and grow. So after all that, I just want to give you just a few key factors um, that the University of Kansas actually put out uh, that, that kind of quantify or, or, or describe a healthy community. So these are the key factors that they found and that they thought were key to creating a healthy environment or a healthy living space for um, an individual. Uh, so these include peace, a shelter that is both adequate and affordable, education, food that's enough of it and it's nutritional. Um, and so, you know, food security is a big thing for these healthy communities. Um, you know, they, they kind of tackle that through community gardens and 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 other programs that, that kind of keep the food where the, the citizens know where it's coming from and they know it's healthy. Another key factor is income, making sure that the people who live in these communities have adequate jobs and adequate income to provide for medical care, food, their housing, again, making sure that housing's affordable, and things of that nature. We also want to make sure that there's a stable ecosystem, uh, that we use sustainable resources, so 
not using a lot of plastics or something like that. Um, you know, even going back to the kind of car reference, maybe, you know, not using um, gas vehicles, maybe switching to electric. But even if you have a gas vehicle, not using it as much, again, because your community is designed for you to get around um, in different means. Uh, we also want to focus on social justice, so making sure that these communities are fair and equal and equitable for all members that are living uh, in those communities and that uh, there are no biases that are affecting one particular population, that no matter who moves into these, these healthy communities, that they all have the same and equal opportunity to live a healthy life. And again, going off that is just this equity. So essentially that means that not everyone gets the same things, but everyone gets or has access to what they need. So just having that equal access. And you know, you know, I'm not going to need something that somebody else may need, or my family's not going to need something that, that somebody else may, may need. But as long as both of our families and, and both me and that other person have access to what we need, that, that is what's key. And that's what these healthy communities uh, really try and focus on. So those are just some of the key factors that we really need to look at when we're trying to design these healthy communities um, and making sure that we keep these in mind and really focus on these as we build these. So why do healthy communities matter? Well, if we really look um, at kind of some statistics, we see that the health sector spends $1 trillion annually, and this is in the United States, on preventable conditions caused by poverty and social inequality. Chronic homelessness also make up almost 33% of ER visits, and these homeless individuals have a higher readmission rate in the ER. So this is why these healthy communities are important. If we can provide adequate and affordable housing for all people, if we can um, improve environments so that these preventable conditions are prevented and, and you know, don't, don't evolve into a condition that these people have, we're going to save the healthcare sector a lot of money, but we're also going to save people a lot of time and a lot of money because they don't have to spend time in a doctor's office or in the hospital. They can just live healthy lives and live in a home that, that works for them, that keeps them healthy. And that is what is important. Um, giving these individuals a chance to, to live their lives and not have to worry about where their next meal is coming from or if it's nutritious or, or where the next place they're going to sleep is. If we can provide these communities for people, we're going to see huge healthcare outcomes, uh, increases in healthcare outcomes that I think is is really, really, really needed, especially in the United States. So now, what can you do? What are some things that you can do in your communities to make them healthier and, and make the people around you healthier? Now, a lot of healthy community design is uh, infrastructure. So it's building these um, bike paths or walking paths or things of that nature. And you may say, well, I, I can't do that. And I would disagree. Um, you know, Go to your local parks and recreation department or your you know your your mayor's office or something like that, and just see if there's some city land maybe that's that's wooded or something like that 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 you can work to clear with some volunteers to make a walking path, just a little trail. Um, you know we we've done this in my community, um, and it worked out pretty well, um, and, and it's still working pretty well. So that's just one idea, um, to kind of infrastructure wise or or, or um, design wise that you can do. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask, you know, if there's some city land or some, some, some area that you can kind of improve with some volunteers and, and just that improvement process is also just a healthy, um, a healthy 
activity in itself, you know, getting out there, getting outside and doing some work to create something for your community is good for both your mental and physical health. Um, going off that, you can you can advocate for a, a beautification grant or, or create a beautification project. Um, you know, so you may be in, on some on the side of some roads uh, in your community or or in a neighborhood or something like that. Just finding some land that you can you can you know beautify. You know, plant some flowers, plant some trees, clean it up a little bit, and just take care of that. Again, improving both your mental and physical uh, well being by being outside, being active. Uh, but also just kind of focusing on something else besides work or school or something like that. You can also work with your local health department to create a healthy home environment assessment. Um, So these really are going to assess air quality of homes and exposure to uh, allergens and pests in the home. And and with that, you can recommend changes uh, in this individual's home to improve their air ventilation, air quality, uh, manage pests and allergens and things of that nature. You can also work with that health department uh, or your local government uh, to provide clean air filters, uh, cleaning supplies, um, you know, low emission vacuums just to, to help ensure that their homes are clean, um, things of that nature. Um, there's actually a website that I, uh, I found that idea on, and I'll, I'll link it below uh, in the description. It's the countyhealthrankingandroadmaps.org. Uh, they've got some, some great ideas um, to improve um, uh, home access and, and um, home quality to make it affordable um, and equal to all members of the community. And, and that was one idea that they gave um, to make just homes healthier in your community that I thought was pretty pretty interesting. Um, you can also plan a community garden and, you know, in there plant some fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, but with that, you can set up a local farmer's market around that community garden to sell the produce that you grow or that the community grows rather um, for a reduced price um, for the citizens for the citizens of your community um, and the, you know the money that you make from that can go back into the community back into building this healthy community back into the garden uh, things of that nature uh, so something that my local community does is we have uh, what's called first friday so every uh, first friday of every month um, a lot of vendors uh, local um, artisans and, and, and growers and, and uh, farmers and things of that nature will gather around our town square and just kind of set up, set up booths and people can come around and buy fresh locally grown produce. Um, and it not only helps you by getting some healthy foods, but also helps your local economy. Um, shopping local is, is something that I'm pretty passionate about coming from a rural community because it really helps these families uh, that are providing these services and providing these goods but also just kind of stimulates the economy in uh, your area, uh, which also can lead um, to some healthier outcomes as well. Uh, another big thing is just be neighborly. So, you know, get out there, have a conversations with, with the other people in your community, um, get a group together to go, you know, to the park and, you know, just kind of sit around and read or maybe a weekly dog walk. Uh, you know, if, if you and your neighbors have, have animals, uh, just be a neighbor. Get out there and, and talk to people. And just set up some activities that you can do um, to get out, to be active, but also just be healthy. You know, going back to that improving that social interaction can be beneficial to our health long run uh, or in the long run. So just being a neighbor, being, being a friend to those around you in your community can really improve both your health and their health um, in, in the long run. But other than that, I just encourage you to be creative. Um, a lot of these ideas 
don't have to be really extravagant, really expensive. Um, it's just asking the right people the right questions and really getting a lot of folks on your team to make these ideas a reality. Um, you really, if, even if you want to just focus on one kind of little niche, uh, such as a community garden, such as you know these beautification projects, just find something that works for you and that you enjoy doing and it really makes you truly happy and see if other people want to join in. And, and make that beneficial for your entire community so that everyone can benefit from these, um, these projects and these uh, efforts to, to make your, your community better. So all in all, you know, a healthy community doesn't have to start uh, from on a blank canvas. You can take what you've got right now and alter some things, add some things to make you know, the area that you live in better for your health and better for the health of those around you. You just got to be innovative, which is one of Hosa's core values. Um, and you need to serve your community, need to learn, you know, and you really need to lead. So we can take all of Hosa's core values and put it towards creating healthy communities uh, that are really beneficial to ourselves uh, and those around us. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode talking about healthy communities and hope I've kind of stimulated some ideas for you on how you can improve the health of your family and those around you in your community. If you have any questions or would like to uh, get more info on how to build a a healthy community, you can reach out to me or you can just do some research uh, online. Uh, There are some great ideas, great examples of communities who have taken this approach and really ran with it and seen uh, great outcomes in the health of each and every person in their communities. You know, if you would like to hear anything specific from the podcast, don't uh, don't forget to reach out to me at jake.kelly at hosa.org. That's J-A-K-E. K-E-L-L-E-Y at hosa.org and just let me know what you want to hear or let me know what you think about the podcast um, and we'll, we'll, we'll keep going from there. But other than that, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time on HOSA Speaks Healthcare. HOSA is a global student-led organization recognized by the U.S. Department of Education and the Department of Health and Human Services and several federal and state agencies. HOSA's mission is to empower HOSA future health professionals to become leaders in the global health community through education, collaboration, and experience. HOSA actively promotes career opportunities in the health industry to enhance the delivery of quality health care to all people. To learn more about HOSA and how you can get involved, please visit HOSA.org. HOSA Speaks Healthcare podcast is a copyrighted production of HOSA. Future Health Professionals.